dig, if you will, a picture. Two teachers who go down the crypto rabbit hole. They're sucked into the world of blockchain and digital currency, and they want to tell others about it. But they want to stay anonymous, just like Satoshi Nakamoto. Well, Johnny Crypto and the P have written a book called The Satoshi Manifesto, and they're here to share their story and their new book with us today. And then we go from the P to the JP. Joff Paradise of Cryptomatic ATM joins us once again to discuss how to keep your crypto safe from scammers. We are not anonymous. We're out there as the crypto clowns, the blockchain blockheads, the DeFi, DoFi, or dimwits, depending on the day of the week. And we're here to take the next step of this journey along with you for episode number 444. That's a lot of fours of the Bad Crypto Podcast. And it is episode number 444, and what are all these fours for, Mr. Travis Wright? Uh, They're for a podcast we're going to be doing. For the fun of it. For the fun of it. Speaking of that, we are not, you said we are not anonymous. That is true. We are acknowledged, authenticated, identified, confirmed. on the blockchain? Unquestionable. Immutable. Yep. We're all of those because people know who we are. Now, I wouldn't go so far as saying we're distinguished or we don't smell bad. Well... I don't now because I showered. That's true. But we are the opposite of anonymous. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. We're glad you guys are here and we're pleased to welcome a new show sponsor, Coin Analyst. They're an AI-based big data info and analysis platform for all cryptocurrencies and STOs and ICOs worldwide that enable any trader in the crypto asset sector and other industries to access a dashboard. It monitors and analyzes sentiment, trends, patterns, weak signals, all in real time from the crypto and STO ICO market. Their IEO is coming up on LaToken on September the 15th, FI. And um, they're doing like a 50% off coin analyst on their IEO and a bunch of discounts. You need to go check it out. And it's going to be an interview coming soon with Pascal of coin analyst, I believe a week from today or no soon, soon. It's Oh, I know when it's on our next bad news episode. Oh, very nice. Yeah, aren't they doing their IEO in a couple of days? They're doing it on like Tuesday, I believe, on September 15th on LaToken. That is correct. Yeah, you can check that out. And uh, on the day of the IEO, they are going to share a partnership with LaToken that uh, they'll be doing 50% off a coin analyst for the IEO and then 20% off of their service. They're going to be doing some other stuff as well. It's all good stuff. And their website is coinanalyst.tech. There you go. You guys go check them out. Thanks for joining us, Pascal and Coin Analyst. It's a cool tool, gang, and we'll go deeper on our interview with Pascal in Thursday's show. But uh, go check it out for yourself, coinanalyst.tech. And with that, it's time to manifest some Satoshis. Let's go to our interview. Yes. We're joined today by two gentlemen that are wearing masks. We don't know who they are. We're not talking like you know, your, your cloth mask to protect yourself and others from COVID-19. We're talking about full face masks. They are truly anonymous. It's, and it's because they are the co-authors of a book called the Satoshi Manifesto. Their identities are shielded. They are only known as Johnny Crypto and the P. Is that because you peed your pants, Mr. The P? I, I've been reduced to a letter, right? Like, it's if it's not shameful enough to be anonymous and being this full, you know, it's very hot here on the East Coast, and I'm in this full leather masked outfit, kind of like from Pulp Fiction. And we're even well, now we know where you are. Wait, so you're the gimp? I guess I'm the gimp in this scenario. And, I, and I've been reduced to a letter. But you know no, 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 that's what you said. You said you were the full leather outfit in Pulp Fiction. That's the, that's the gimp. It is the gimp. So the P is the final letter in your name? The fi- All right, the anonymous gimp. Yeah. Well, and now we know they're on the East Coast, so we can begin triangulation <laughs> to uh, to determine location. I'm actually surprised you guys didn't come in with a voice like this. We, we thought about or the voice modulator. We did. We thought about the modulator, but we thought it was too much. I originally was going to go by the Z, but when I went through the voice modulator, it came out the P. 
<laughs> you know, we have we have our reasons for this. Uh, cancel culture being one of them. Yeah. Um, the the actual full title of the book is um, the Satoshi Manifesto: A Beginner's Guide to um, Bitcoin and Surviving Crypto Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and the re- you know we're just two average average Joes really that um, that got into the crypto space. And the reason we wrote this book is because we were completely lost, like anybody else who's freshly getting into it. And as we kind of went through the process of of figuring it out, we used Twitter and social media, uh, YouTube, uh, Reddit, whatever it is, to try to figure it all out. Um, and that is not an easy thing to do without getting lost or going falling down some bad rabbit holes. So that's why we wrote this book. And, it, and I'm holding up in my hand um, the Communist Manifesto, and you can see the cover of the Communist Manifesto in our book. It's a it's a you know a play on the Communist Manifesto. But to John's point, the reason we'd like to go uh, incognito is because of cancel culture and what our jobs are every day. In this book, we talk, we have fun. We have a lot of fun with it. Um, and we, we rag on a lot of people. We rag on each other. We rag on a lot of things. We rag on communists because they put American cheese on buffalo chicken wrap sandwiches, which is a very important thing to us. But that's why we go anonymous. The buffalo chicken wrap Thursday is really where this book comes from because we would go out have some lunch talk about bitcoin talk about shit coins and it led us to this point and that's where we are now in the middle of an exciting time in crypto for sure anonymous johnny go and pull into your mic a little bit more because you're you're a little softer we we want to hear all your anonymity i can't say that anonymity no that's good anonymity and uh, yeah that well, what he, he was said. good he was good the first time and anonymity and anonymous i love anonymous this is this is this is great no you know that that's totally understandable today and it's it's it really is a sad state of affairs where people don't feel that we have freedom of speech enough i'm actually wearing a shirt that says first amendment right now you know we're um, we're both teachers too that's what makes it crazy like we don't <laughs> it's not like we would bring this up in the classroom it's it would be frowned upon maybe you know i want my kids to think for themselves so i'm like i bring up crypto in class but that's about it i don't say hey you should go buy crypto i said you should look mm-hmm. into crypto that's all you know and that's one of the things i think that that is so important that great teachers do is they teach their students to be critical thinkers right you teach them to think for themselves and to go and and to ask questions i i've all and we've talked about this on the show numerous times it seems like the educational system over time has turned into sort of this uh, programming kids to become cogs in the machine of other people's operations, right? It's like, we want you to be an employee, so we want you to sit down, we want you to shut up, we're gonna tell you what we want you to know, and it's gonna be on the test, and don't question us. And that's created this sort of, you know, this authoritarian thing, whenever the media or somebody tells you something, we have this, deal inside that's like we've been we've been indoctrinated to believe authoritarian authority figures unequivocally like not even to question them because they tell us what what to believe and so i like that you guys are taking a different approach for that that's good i mean you what you're saying is unbelievably accurate and i think that we kind of fall on the other side of i guess what's in vogue politically on the east coast um and so we ha- we're like, we have to turn inward to, like he said, we go to every Thursday on our lunch break with a couple other teachers, we would go and we literally go to Buffalo Chicken Wrap Thursday and we would talk about cryptocurrencies. Like that's mm. 100% accurate. And um, like if that conversation were heard by the masses at the institution where we work, we would be canceled. Like we would be pushed out. Like they would, it's really that scary. Um, and that's why, we, again, that's to reiterate, that's why we went, with John and Crypto and the P instead of actually saying who we were. Mm. Anonymity. Anonymity. And, and that is interesting. I was I was uh, doing some research on this earlier. Actually, some fr- friends of mine were having a conversation. It, and it is interesting. It's like, what, 78, 80% of all teachers are women, and the majority of them are liberal. And so they're teaching a bias in some cases, right? And if you're teaching conservative type of principles, then you're not you're not going to be around long. Well, that's also the problem, right? Because that's not your job as an educator to do that. Your 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 job is to educate your your subject matter, not push your political agenda. And you know, I I certainly don't stand in front of my class and push a political agenda, but people do, and it's no, it's gross. It's like it's, it's really gross. We're a human being. That's that's why. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
So we we appreciate that. So the book. Yeah. Toshi Manifesto, Crypto Thursday and Buffalo Chicken. This is how this haul got started. A hundred percent. And and a lot of the, the communism references that are in the book come from me ragging on Johnny because he literally guys, have you had a buffalo chicken wrap? You're American, right? You just talked about wearing an American flag t-shirt. Right. Have you had buffalo chicken? Of course. How, do you want buffalo burger? chicken? Not not had a buffalo chicken wrap. Wraps are a little too fancy for me. I mean, have either of you ever even considered for one second putting American cheese on a buffalo on buffalo chicken? Well, uh, buffalo chickens come from Buffalo, New York, so why not? No, I mean only a communist would would do that. Like, nobody... is that P? Is he the communist? No, or, I'm I'm crypto? the P. That's Johnny Crypto always orders the wrap with American cheese, and I I was like, only a communist would do that. That's so. You know, why, why is that? Why is that? It's a buffalo chicken came from New York City, so or right. New York, Upper New York, like Albany. No buffalo. Right, let me, let buffalo me New, well, that's listen, why they call it buffalo because it's New York. The, the jokes in the footnotes, right? Like, there's no way I'm a communist. Like, maybe <laughs> I'm a libertarian if I was going to label myself because I uh -huh. typically don't because I'm a free thinker, critical thinker, like you mm -hmm. had said earlier. But it, it does. It is funny when you think about it that normal people would put blue cheese on that, right. and I go with the right. American cheese. But if you what? go out for wings, you don't ask for a side of American cheese. That or would be weird. That well, would I mean, you're weird. from Kansas City, right? So maybe you do, but I, I don't know. Like wit whiz without. Do you guys are you familiar with that reference? With the whiz, wit whiz or without. It's a. It's very. Uh, that's a a, a Philadelphia cheesesteak reference. If yeah. you go to Philly to order a cheesesteak, it's either wit or without whiz. Whiz, yeah, cheese whiz. Yeah. Whiz or without? Wit or without? Yeah, but why is it whiz or without? Well, I mean, you could say that, but they'd probably kill you because they're I mean, they're Philadelphians. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are honing in on your geographic area, even yeah, even triangulation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nearly complete. Okay, we're somewhere near Independence Hall. So there we go. <laughs> what is that? What is this thing you talk about in the book, the Lone Nut Theory? Oh, John, go ahead. Well, the the Lone Nut. So. I'm in the in the hallway right before Christmas break, December 2017, which was almost at the height of the last mm -hmm. bull market. And I see uh, the P over here and he's talking to an administrator who I value her advice. I find her very credible. And Mike is kind of a madman, you know, the P. So the low nut theory is very simple. It takes a lone nut like the P to talk about something like crypto. And it takes the first follower, this administrator that I saw talking about it, that made me dive into the rabbit hole of crypto. I, I love that you just revealed his first name. Oh, the P. Yeah, you yeah. actually you, you said his name, oh. which, you know, those who are paying attention like me picked up on it that's not getting edited out i mean you guys you know if you're going to take the masks off <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's, they're, they're, they're conferring now i guess the interview is yeah. over well, that was fun <laughs> thanks for having us guys we're gonna have to go now <laughs> this, this interview will self-destruct in uh, five four, i mean three. philadelphia public schools you know what i mean but the loan <laughs> the loan nut requires a first follower right so the p is kind of crazy without a credible first follower like myself which gives the loan nut credence so the first follower is more important than the actual mm. loan nut and so you went and ch you chatted with an administrator and and did you can did you convert her over to the uh, the gospel of crypto well that's the thing all of a sudden it got me into crypto and it was a bad time to get in because think about it I I got in in December 2017 at the height. You got in right around 20,000. Uh, almost, exactly. So that was a little bit after, a couple of weeks after that. Mm -hmm. And I was treading water for a You're long, pissed. long time until... You're still probably treading water unless you've done some cost price averaging. Until Chainlink. But, right. But we don't, want, we don't want to put the cart before the horse because there's two things that are uh, important to this conversation. Number one is in our book, there are QR codes next to the things we reference and talk about that you can scan as you're reading it that will kick you to because it's all about like surviving crypto Twitter and social media when you're looking into cryptocurrency. So the things that we're talking about, there's QR codes where if you click on that, it'll send you uh, to a video or send you to a, a, a tweet or send you to a website where we're getting this information. And the lone nut video is actually on inside the book. You can scan it 
Um, uh, a, a really good example of that is uh, Katie Kirk on uh, Good Morning America when she asks uh, Brian Gumbel, what is this at symbol uh, and this internet thing, right? Have you guys seen this video? Yeah, yeah, that's like from like 1993 or 94 or something. Right, so th those things are, are talked about and argued like in our book. So when you're reading it, you can actually scan these QR codes and it'll kick to those examples. Um, and the, 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 the mantra of our book is if it ain't Bitcoin, it's a shit coin. And that's oh. kind of like what we, um, that's our jump off point. Right. Mm. How do you guys feel about that? I don't know. What is, is chain link a shit coin? No, because at the end of the book, we state clearly that if it ain't Bitcoin, it's chain link. <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, this was written a, a little bit before it was published. So it was actually very prophetic um, at the point where we were like, oh, we got to put this out there already because we are proving our work here. So you said you wrote it before you published it? That's really good. That's normally how it works. <laughs> I know we're brilliant, that, right? That was the rally captain. <laughs> Again, West Virginia public schools, you know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, that's it. You know. <laughs> Della, Della nowhere. That is that is working on that. So that's so that's good. So we have our crypto Thursday and our buffalo chicken. We have the lone nut. So we got like a we got this food thing going here. Um but uh, so you guys talk a lot about crypto Twitter. Now that can be a trip, 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 blah, blah, blah. crypto Twitter can be a trip for yeah. sure. Now, Twitter used to be my favorite social channel. And then over time, it's just, you know, the cancel culture thing that we've sort of mentioned earlier is, is really to sort of taking a toll on the fun of crypto, uh, the fun of Twitter for me. And Joel actually wrote a book on Twitter, like, you know, the, the power Twitter and three, and three, Mr. Travis, right? Three books on Twitter. Twitter was amazing. And now Twitter has devolved into this place where people go to bitch all the time. It's like, it's almost like you go to Twitter now when you're angry. It's like, I'm pissed off and I'm hateful. I need to go to Twitter. My co-author of Twitter Power 3.0 wrote me this week and said, hey, it's been six years. What do you think of an update? I said, not a chance in hell. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not promoting that platform anymore. I will use it um, unless I lose it or, you know, they, it gets shut down or I get booted off. But uh, there's no it, it's not the same. Um, when you when you go on Twitter to look into Bitcoin, let me let me digress for a second. The reason I did a play on the Communist Manifesto is because my my degree is in historical studies and I was forced you know, to read the Communist Manifesto. But I had a, I had a fantastic you were forced by your professor. indoctrination professor. <laughs> ah, cool. Yeah, very much so. So he did say Wait, one so thing. Now that, we know that the P is a history teacher. I'm not. Okay. A, I'm not a history teacher. Okay. Uh, I do hold a degree in historical studies. But the one thing that this guy told me that stuck with me for my entire life was he stood up in front of that class. He looked exactly like the professor from Woody Woodpecker. He's dead mm. now. So. Um, I don't know why I even said that. What does that matter if he's dead or alive? However, he said, you have I, miss, to, I miss him already. I just learned about him, but now I'm sad. You have to learn to crap detect, right? Crap mm. detection. The internet, when I was in school, not to uh, really date myself, but was like a new thing, right? So when you were mm -hmm. using the internet to look at stuff, you had to learn how to crap detect, but as you would if you read a book. I love that because I always say bullshit filter. You got to have a good bullshit filter to be able to... Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the same same thing, man. And that's the crap detection part of tw of crypto Twitter is one of the major reasons that we wrote this book. You know, we put a, a an expanded glossary in there for things like FUD and wrecked and moon and all of these crypto terms, terms and hashtags that people use on Twitter that if you really don't, or, you know, paid group leader, shill, like, I mean, you name it. Um, when you first get into the space and you look to social media, like you could be totally lost and fall into the wrong the wrong paths, right? Do you agree with that? Yes, you need like an urban dictionary. You're, that's who you guys are. You're the crypto Twitter urban dictionary. The lone nut is onto something because for the average Joe going on there, you're like, what the hell is like a money sign and link? Like, I want to look up that. Uh, and you get a lot of information when you're on there. So it's it's if you can sift through the nonsense, it still is a media source. Um, but you got to be a critical thinker and able to uh, in order to do that. Yeah, if you hashtag, if you ta ha if you money sign hot, or hashtag holo chain, your your results are completely different, right? Like one's mm -hmm. a, a rabbit hole down a porn site, and you're meeting the gimp, where the other one is you're finding <laughs> out about holo chain, the product, you know, a decentralized platform, whatever whatever it is. Like, but you need to be able to crap detect that, and that's in a fun way what we are trying to express in the book. 
you're, you're muted, Mr. Jokon. I was. And I can edit that. I cannot edit that. I can leave my muteness in. I mean, I if you edit that. that, you can edit a lot of things, right? Like that we're from, we're actually from Minnesota. And Holding Caulfield wanted to be a deaf mute. Or so you think about that. Hear any Minnesota accent there? Yeah, hey. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't really hear that. You're right there, Mister Joel. I think that there's a bit of a BS in it, in and of itself. Here, <laughs> I'm I'm detecting a bit of crap, eh? <laughs> so I disagree <clears throat> with the notion that if it's not Bitcoin, it's a shit coin. I think that Bitcoin is a store of digital wealth. It's digital gold. It obviously is, you know, it makes up the majority of the market cap of actual cryptos. But there's some things Bitcoin doesn't do. Um, Bitcoin is not fast. Even with Lightning, it's not super fast. You know, if I want to transact in something, uh, you know, right now we're deep down the wax rabbit hole because it's a great platform for creating NFTs. It's instant, instant. If I send a Bitcoin transaction, unless I'm doing it through a, um, you know, like a debit card that's preloaded with crypto, in which case I'm not really spending Bitcoin. I'm spending fiat currency that's converted, you know, from Bitcoin. It, it's slow. And I think that there are a lot of other practical uses for blockchain technology that are supported by coins that aren't Bitcoin. I would like to uh, re rebut that by stating I agree with you 100%. How's that a rebut? However, <laughs> I'm going to butt you and then I'm going to butt you again. It's going to be a rebut. Mm. Um, if you look at what's going on right now as, uh, what is it, July 29th, and you have Bitcoin sitting around $11,000 right. just ripping through the market, what is happening to all of the, let's call them altcoins for lack of a better term, right? What is happening to them? They're being, they're being drained for the most part. That's uh, not true. That's not true. Well, Some of some of them are moving. Some of I them mean, are moving, 100%. And generally speaking, what will happen is, and just historically from just watching it, and believe, again, we are laymen. We don't know what we're talking about. We wrote this book for laymen like us. But I've noticed that Bitcoin rips, alts drain, Bitcoin dumps, money goes back into alts. That seems mm -hmm. to be the cycle. If you look at what's going on with Chainlink right now and Bitcoin yeah. is just as a microcosm. Um, that seems to be the cycle. And if that is the cycle, then that's why we say if it ain't Bitcoin, it's a shitcoin. Now, with that being said, if it's not Bitcoin, it's Link. Like, I don't think Link's the future. It's not untrue, but, you know, Bitcoin is up 19.5% in the last seven days. Ethereum's up 31%. Mm -hmm. XRP, which some would say is the ultimate shitcoin, <laughs> is up 19.5%. Bitcoin Cash, 25%. Yeah. Bitcoin SV, what the hell is that even? 20%. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I mean, the market is moving and taking, uh, you know, when Bitcoin goes up, it tends, you know, rising tide lifts all the boats. Mm -hmm. I mean, it floats, right? <laughs> yeah. But Chainlink yeah. has been driving the whole thing. And that, that, again, is another aspect of the book as Chainlink as middleware and Chainlink being the connector of all these dots. You know, our hope really, uh, again, as individual investors and in Satoshi Manifesto does point to that. Because Bitcoin is like real gold. Yeah, you know, it's we, worth something, but it's also paying the ass. I think we yeah. do subscribe to your theory. Like what is B BSV and all these branches of Bitcoin? Like the top 10 of cryptocurrency, like there's maybe, maybe, you know, two or three that actually belong there or that I think are going to be usable. And uh, one thing that we, we talk about in the book too, is if you look at like the top 10 of coin, coin market cap going back the last 10 years, like, Nothing's aside from Bitcoin proper and Ethereum are really still there. You know what I mean? Litecoin. Yeah, Litecoin. Litecoin. I yeah. Tether. Totally. Well, I think the first, uh, you know, yeah, you know, that was one of the things that sort of drove the 2017 pop was the fact that, <clears throat> you know, in August of that year they did that Bitcoin Cash fork, and then Bitcoin Cash went up to three what, $3,500 or something. And so all these people who had Bitcoin now had all this extra money in Bitcoin cash. And then they sold the Bitcoin cash and then got into alts. And then the alts went crazy. And then everybody pulled their money out and, and the whole market tanked. And we got up to $840 billion in market cap. And just so people know, today we're sitting at $335 billion in market cap, which is one of the highest prices that we've seen in a while. Uh, you know, we get, we've been maintaining below 250 billion for the longest time. 250 billion for the first time happened on uh, Thanksgiving Day in 2017. So here we are, three years later, a little over three years later, almost, 
and uh, well, around three years, and it's like it's not moved much collectively in the past three years. Um, and it, it's, I don't know, are we stagnant? What's going on? But you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of projects who overpromised and underdelivered. Uh-huh. So there has been a lot of shit coins. But we also what we've also seen is sort of what happened with uh, the late '90s, the tech bubble. You know, so there was a bunch of bullshit uh-huh. tech tech stocks that crashed. But then what 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 kept going was the good projects, hundred percent, right? like the Amazon and the Google. And so here we are with the good projects like Crypto.com and Chainlink and Cardano and some of these other ones that are still around. EOS, you know, Tezos, Stellar, some of these ones that are going to probably be around ten years from now potentially. Yeah, we 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 cover that in the book um, to to like almost to nausea that if you were if you could go back to the early nineties and invest in google and invest in you know invest in the internet when people didn't know what it was something you know amazon prevailed pets.com fell to the wayside like it's going to be the same we have that opportunity again as investors like twice in our lifetime we we had the opportunity Mm -hmm. during the internet and we have now we have the opportunity during the blockchain and we're trying to state that in the book like don't miss it a second time like yeah some of these coins are completely going to fall by the wayside and be worth nothing but some of them are going to uh, be the real deal in household names, you know? Our book is about stumbling on the right path. And you know what? There's many right paths. Our path right now, like as investors, fine. Bitcoin's one thing. Ethereum is another thing. And Chainlink, that's part of our holy grail. Those three. But obviously, there are other coins that as two laymen like us that we don't know about. But that's not what our book's about. Our book's about you stumbling upon it with your research. You know... Laymen is really a short hop from lame men. It's just, you know, we're, we're lame. <laughs> that's that's yeah, it. It's the right, podcast. That, that laymen and that lame men. Fruit. It's good. Yeah, well, I guess we lied you a softball on that uh, one. Yeah, I, I would like to reiterate that we, again, know nothing. We're partially, you know, we're more ape than man. And so that's we, why we wrote this book. So we know accurate. nothing by our book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's, I mean, that's the story of our show, too. Yeah, when we started yeah. the podcast just a little over three years ago, we we're like, you know what? This is fascinating. Um, we're not financial advisors. We never will be. We don't know what the hell we're talking about, but we're fascinated by this space. So yeah. let's go down the rabbit hole. And we put it out there and said, hey, you want to come with us? And uh, and people you know, have been with us. Some of you have been with us on this journey since episode one. And you're still here, and we thank you for that. So, you know, we respect uh, what you guys are doing. You're passionate about it. You're talking about it. The book is out there. It's called The Satoshi Manifesto, Navigating, uh, is it called Navigating the Crypto Twitter Space? Is that right? It's a beginner's guide to Bitcoin and navigating crypto Twitter. Perfect. And you guys can go to Amazon.com, do a search for Satoshi Manifesto. You will find the book there available for Kindle and a physical copy is coming soon. Coming soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. you. Well, they were anonymous, at least to people listening, but we actually saw their faces when we interviewed them. So we know what you guys look like, Johnny Crypto and the P. Yeah, you guys. And we, we ask him all about what is the P, because I normally take one of those every morning. Just one? Multiple. Sometimes multiple. Yeah. In the middle of the night sometimes, too. You I know, mean, it's like the older you get, <laughs> the more frequently it's you It's like you sleep you a sleep up. cycle and you get up and go and pee. Yeah. Thanks, bladder. <laughs> <laughs> the Bladder Crypto Podcast. Want to give a shout out to our other show sponsor, which is eToro. And that's because we are handing out so much Bitcoin to you guys. More of you have emailed to say, I did the thing. Now send me $50 in Bitcoin like you promised. We always make good on our promises here in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. And if you are a U.S. citizen and open up a new eToro account, we want to send you $50 in Bitcoin for taking just a little bit of action. It's really easy. All the instructions are at badco.in forward slash eToro. Check that out and let us send you Bitcoin. Do it quickly or well, maybe we'll only send you $49 worth. Better hurry. $49.42 worth because crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Now, speaking of crypto going down, your crypto is going to go down tremendously 
if you are a victim of a scam, like there's a whole bunch of them recently on Twitter, send us 0.2 Bitcoin, we'll send you two whole Bitcoins. Oh, wow, what an amazing deal. Well, that's just not the case, folks. And today we have Joff Paradise with us once again. He's a big fan of the show. We're a big fan of him. And he's going to talk all about the risks of crypto and how to minimize those. Not to be confused with the P, he is the JP, and here he is. And we're glad to have back with us on Bad Crypto, JP, Mr. Joff Paradise of Cryptomatic ATM and JoffParadise.com. Joff's been a successful biz entrepreneur for over 40 years and a founding member of crypto affiliate platforms, the Paradise Kids Foundation, all which drive his passion for the future possibilities of cryptocurrency. And, and today we want to talk a little bit about how to be careful with your cryptos and your assets, as well as some exciting new developments in the ATM space. JP, welcome back to the show. Hey, 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 guys, Joel, Travis, it's great to be back. And I appreciate you guys inviting me back again. Absolutely. How's things? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're hanging in there, uh, getting our, getting our, uh, our wings, I hope, real soon to be able to get out and, and about and, uh, and get some things done. Fly, fly, JP, get your wings. Yeah, exactly. JP on BCP. That's what it is. Lots of, lots of letters. Yeah. Travis Wright, you're the master of punnery today. I guess so. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to talk today about people and their fears of, um, you know, getting involved in the, the crypto space. And some of those fears are legitimate if you're not careful. And some of them are, you know, if you're careful with your assets, then they're kind of unfounded. So, you know, what do you say to people that, um, you know, there's a lot of people listening that are in crypto, but they have lots of family members and friends and associates that are scared of it. How do we make it easy? Well, you know, I mean, first, first is always education. You know, education will make you smart. Going to school and going to college, that can make you smart. Self-education can make you rich. And, you know, if you, if you really think about it, people need to educate themselves, do their due diligence into these companies. You know, first and foremost, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. And, you know, don't, don't bank on getting rich overnight. You know, it's, it's, that's a very tough and a very high, high risk. And if you can't afford to lose it all uh, that you put in, then you shouldn't do it at all. Um, but the other thing is, is, is actually trusting people uh, or, or platforms with the custody of your cryptocurrency, I think is the number one for, for me uh, is the number one no-no. I, you know, I, if people ask me, hey, what about this platform? What about that platform? If they have custody of your crypto, then they, if they shut down, they run away, something happens, The God forbid the governments come in and seize every asset that they have or something like that, what's going to happen to your cryptocurrency? And how are you going to get it back? You know, or are you ever going to get it back? Look at all of the companies lately that have just come up and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And you know, you start looking at those guys and, and where's the justice of those companies? Well, they're not regulated. And some of the countries don't even recognize cryptocurrency uh, either way. So you go knocking at the, the door of the, the law enforcement or whatever. They're like, we don't recognize cryptocurrency. So tough luck. Um, so you got to really, really watch what you're doing when, when you're getting involved. And, and it's a great thing. And it's coming, I think. Uh, you know, the uh, companies or the governments will start uh, policing and, and, and being, making people be more compliant. Uh, I think you should look at making sure that the companies that you're dealing with or platforms are doing their KYC, uh, that you do are required to do KYC. Um, they should be, you know, come on, look at, to be a qualified investor today in the United States, it's what, 250000 uh, you know, that you, just to start um, and they have to go through all type of compliance and, and regulations and they have to know their customer. We, you know, you, you make sure that they have an AML, an anti-money laundering certificate. Make sure that they have an AMLRO, anti-money laundering uh, officer to report to. So if you see suspicious activity, 
you know, we're, we're in the crypto field to be honest about it. We're not in this to be dishonest and try to, to avoid things. Uh, you know, if you pay, if you're, if you're, if you have to pay taxes, you live in a country where you pay taxes, then pay your taxes. You know, I, I mean, it's just, it's just do the right way and do the right thing. You know, I, I hate to see all the, the bad news come out about the, the companies that, that take people's cryptocurrency. It just, it drives our good name and what we're trying to do in, in the industry. And it, it makes a, a, a black eye on us. And so, you know, if we help police each other, we help everyone out by warning people, hey, don't get involved in this. If it's something that, you know, that you're not really fully understand and aware of, then and, and, and especially giving people or custody of your cryptocurrency. Look at the exchanges today that are out there. What's their liquidity? You know, how, how, what is the volume that they're trading on? When you look at, say, Binance or BitMEX and those guys that are trading well over $400 million a day in people's crypto on their exchange, and they're the custodian of your crypto still, now you're talking, well, they probably won't run away overnight. So maybe I can trust them with a little bit of my crypto. But if you're not trading, then where's the where, let me ask you guys, where is the safest place to put your cryptocurrency if you're not trading? Cold storage. Exactly. Cold storage. Put it on a, a Tracer, a Ledger. They, they have this uh, Epi now that, that's out. Uh, check that out. That was a pretty cool. I used that myself. Um, it's a, it, and it lets you have your crypto on your phone, but you have to have it in it to be able to transfer it out. You have to have your cold storage device and authorize it. So it's pretty cool, but you can, it'll tell you every time you get crypto. So it's pretty cool as far as depositing and uh, like mining. Cause we, we, I do some mining uh, with the Ethereum. And every time I get Ethereum is I hear this little cash register ding and it's really cool. So I like that ding, ding, ding. I, I love that. But that is awesome. I have a question around that specifically. So most people in the world, at least in the developed countries, for the most part, they're used to taking their money, putting it in the bank, letting the bank hold it, or and then investing in certain things. But the bank has most of their money. They're not comfortable putting their money in their and their under their mattress or burying it in the backyard or whatever. They don't do that anymore. They're they are used and they are conditioned to use these centralized banking solutions to store their money. So this this has to be a relearning for folks. Correct. So than anything else, it's like, look, you are the bank now. And I think that makes people uncomfortable. They don't fully understand that. So what would you tell, what would you say to them? You, you just mentioned about why cold storage is important, but still people are in that mindset of money needs to go in the bank. Right. And, and you're, you're exactly right. That programming of, of majority of the people that do have the, the, the banked people, not the unbanked. The unbanked people, I think that they, they get used to this system so much easier because they've been their own bank for, they've never had a bank, so they don't know how to put it in a bank. And so having a cold storage and putting it in your bank and your wallet is much easier for them, but they're still keeping it on their phones and in a hot wallet. But for those of you that are banked, you have to get that reprogramming in and going, hey, I'm tired of the fees. I'm tired of the bank. I'm tired. I, you know, when you get fed up with the banking system and actually see what it's what what it's all about, and you understand fractionalized banking, you understand how the banking system works, and and if you're keeping dollar actual, uh, you know, uh, fiat currency in your account, wherever your bank account may be, and your fiat currency keeps going devaluating, then what are you going to do? Well, you want to put it. You where could you put it where it would increase in valuation? Well, of course, that's in the cryptocurrency world. And so when you start doing that, then you go, OK, well, where am I going to put that? Well, you put that in a cold storage wallet and you put it somewhere where it's safe. And you bury that. Yeah. Yeah. And then but, but you, you know, put that, that under your mattress. But what about what about the real thing, the cold storage, the little wallet, the little tracer or, or whatever you're using for your cold storage ledger, whatever. And you keep that in your safe or your briefcase or you keep it somewhere in your pocket, whatever, uh, your nightstand. Okay. But the real, the real thing is the seed. The seed is what you have to have and you should have a backup ledger or tracer. So if you lose or, or that gets stolen, then you have a backup because there is a backup. And then where do you put the backup? Well, you don't put it on a computer. You don't pick a picture of it. You don't have it on your phone. You put it and you put it somewhere or with someone safe. 
you know, you could, you could email it to several different people and email it into sections, like take six words, six words, six words, six words, and then email those words in that, in, in order to six different people. They wouldn't even know what it is. But then when you needed it, you could get those emails back from those people and you could restore your ledger and get your money back. You could do like the Winklevi and take your wallet addresses and deposit them in all these different safety deposit boxes all over the world. If you have, you know, a million Bitcoin, that that might be a way to uh, to, to go. So uh, <laughs> we, we talk a lot on this show about, you know, because we're not financial advisors, we encourage people to do their own due diligence. Always. Sum up for us your process for what that looks like. What do people need to be doing to make sure they've got the information they need to make sound investments? Well, you know, I'm not a I'm not a, a licensed financial advisor either, Joel. And you know, and I'm glad you said the disclaimer there. But I want everyone to know that we're we're not giving advice out, uh, financial advice out. I will give you education, and that's and I'll give you that for free, and then you need to take it from there. Uh, but first and foremost, you need, like I said, do your due diligence. Look at the company. Look at the background. And, and, and if it sounds too good to be true, then it, it probably is. You know, I, I've yet to get rich overnight on on a too good to be true adventure. Uh, but again, you always have to think about how much, you know, you, let's do this. Consult a real financial advisor that knows cryptocurrency would be one really strong advice. And, a, and, and an attorney, maybe uh, the, the attorneys that know like Lawler and them, the, the guys that know cryptocurrency, that will help you. And then don't always, I, I don't do it myself. I have a team of people that we will look at different companies that see if we're going to, to, to invest into those companies or if we're going not to, if we're not willing to, if they're not licensed, if they're not in a real location, if their website, their IP, when were they developed, all of those things goes into uh, the, our due diligence process, Joel. Wait, so you mean to tell me if I send somebody one-tenth of a Bitcoin, they're not going to send me a whole Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, don't believe that one. You know, but, you know but, but Vitalik sent it from his own, well, I, I don't know, you know, it's just so crazy people would still believe that, No, like with that blatant hack that happened on Twitter, and, and it was like Elon <laughs> Musk, hey, send me two, two point Bitcoin, point two Bitcoin, I'll send you two Bitcoin. Right, like, yeah. It's not going to happen, idiots. And so many people did it. It's just crazy. Like, oh, but you know what? It came from Elon Musk's verified Twitter account, so they weren't even expecting it. See, I don't know how you could actually be smart enough to own Bitcoin in the first place and yet fall for something so obviously a scam. And uh, we're not trying to shame, you know, people, but it just doesn't make any sense to me that how? How can you be smart enough to own some Bitcoin and be so lacking in discernment mm. that you just send it off to somebody. You hurt my feelings, Mr. Joel Comp. Elon Musk owes me 0.2 Bitcoin now. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, the big one right now is YouTube. If you if you're watching any of the the top guys on YouTube, uh, you know uh, that I like like Tom Vays and Tone and those guys, the uh, Craig Cobb, all these guys that are out there that are that are giving. Uh, really good YouTube channels and 95,000 followers and more and, and getting all kind of views every day. Right in between those commercials is a Bitcoin scam. They're, they're doing, a, it says a thousand Ethereum or a thousand Bitcoin. And, and guess who they're showing there? They're showing Craig, the Waz on, on there at, at a conference. And they're showing the guy that invented Ethereum uh, on there. And they you knew. They yeah. did me. They took video from when I was, when we were interviewing um, CZ yeah. during virtual yeah. blockchain week, and they had me asking a question, him answering, and they put it on there as a video. Uh, I'm like, no, I do not want to be, you know, the subject of your scams, you piece of walking human debris individuals out yeah. there. I hope you get locked up and spend your life rotting away in prison. Well, you know, we, we got to look at, the beauty of blockchain. And, you know, if you're, if you're using blockchain, which you have to, when you're using Bitcoin and you're using it through an exchange, guess who can find out where those wallets are going in and out. That's the beautiful part about blockchain. If you, if I, you send me your wallet, I know ev it's open source guys. So, you know, this, you know, every in and out of that, and then you just track it down. 
and it, you can track it to an exchange. Then you go to the exchange. The government will go to the exchange to issue a subpoena or whatever and get whose account that is. So it's not that hard to track them down. I mean, look at Silk Road. The guy's in prison for how long? So, you know, they and they caught him because of blockchain. That's how the guy was caught. They caught him on the blockchain. So so tell us what's going on. So yeah, obviously we gotta be careful. We gotta do our own due diligence. We gotta figure out what's going on. Now, what's going on in the world with ATMs and crypto? And then also you were talking about with some ATM that's you can get gold from. Like what's going on in the ATM space? It sounds like lots of things are going on. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm not the, the the owner of the of the factory and of the ATM company, but I I, I have a little bit of insight there with those guys, and I I help uh, voice with them because I, I really appreciate what they're doing in the industry and and how they regulate themselves, how they do their KYC at the ATM machines, and and how everything they're doing. And I, I actually founded, but I don't own. Um, but uh, they uh, just recently released in Germany uh, a new ATM that actually dispenses gold. And it doesn't just dispense an ounce, it will dispense a quarter and, and a half and up to one ounce of gold. So you can pick and you can buy it with cryptocurrency at the ATM machine. Hmm. So, and so you, you put in and it spits out what, a, a gram, an ounce? How do you, you know, what can you buy? You can buy a quarter of an ounce, you can buy half an ounce, and you can buy an ounce. Hey, hon, I got to run down to the ATM and get some gold. <laughs> hey, you know, if you if you think about it, though, what happens if fiat currency goes to squat and there's no fiat currency? Or right. what happens if the, the, the government says, hey, turn in all of your fiat currency. We're not doing fiat anymore. And uh, you got to we're going to do a digital currency now. And you got to report all of that into your bank account. And now it's all going to go digital. There'll be no more fiat. So, and, and, and again, if you have a bunch of fiat currency sitting around, uh, why, why, why? I mean, that's just, right. just why, just Question. why, <laughs> you know, I mean, why? Uh, if it's well, I think, you know, just personally, I think it's a good idea to have a little fiat sitting around on hand in case of, you know, an emergency. Like I did say a lot. Yeah, but if you have a lot sitting around, why is a really good question. A little bit is, is is necessary. You know, if you have enough to cover you for three to six months a year, then and then anything over that, I would think is a lot. Uh, but you know, again, look at the people that are, are that are not banked. Look at the the the, the people that are, that want to buy gold, um, and these are like a, I believe they're level four and five security vaults inside these things so they're they weigh like 600 kilos uh they're they're a cool looking machine they're gold gold machine you know they're really cool looking i i, I think i sent you a video on one so yeah looks interesting well jp we appreciate you coming on as always and sharing the latest where would you like people to go and check out what you're up to i always go to joffparadise.com man and uh j-o-f-f paradise.com check me out on Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, follow all the exploits of what's going on out there. Ask any questions that you may have. The education is free. I don't charge for any of that stuff. Um, you know, I just want to give back in the world these days. So That's awesome. Well, let us know when you come up with a crypto ATM that not only dispenses Bitcoin, but also cookies at the same time. <laughs> I, want, I want a snack with my Bitcoin. Hey, you know, the, the vending machine company actually does, we, the factory does make vending machines that, that you can buy uh, snacks with cryptocurrency. They're already out there. So mm, Snack coin. Oh, you, you know, yeah, the, the newest one is actually shots that are, they're shots, beer, and uh, wine that's distributed right through the machine through, and you can buy it with cryptocurrency. The shots are called Z shots and they're sealed on the top so you have to peel off the seal and drink you know you can drink the shot and uh and, it, and it's it's alcohol and everything i mean it's i'm like what a perfect thing for the college kids though so the crypto vending machine atm is the new water cooler it's like everybody's hanging out and paying with bitcoin and pulling out their shots i feel the people who don't have any bitcoin are like damn i got no bitcoin I'm like well get no shots the uh the the gold that gold machine i believe their coin their crypto on that first coin it's a one i r s t c o i n first coin first coin 
Yeah. All right. Well, this was not the first time you've been on the show, and I'm sure it won't be the last. Enjoy uh, the the warm weather, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you guys. Mr. Travis Wright, I saw on the Twitters that Elon Musk is giving away the Bitcoins. I saw not only Elon Musk, Bill Gates did too. Bill Gates, and you know who else did? I gave him all. I gave him all Bitcoins because I was supposed to be getting about 10 Bitcoins back. That Cheng Peng Zhao, he did it too in that their interview with Mr. Joel Com. Mm. And I don't know why we're talking like we're from Alabama. Because I don't know that you're any more likely to send your Bitcoins for a scam if you're from Alabama. Then if you are from Russia, I don't know. Perhaps Russians also fall for the frauds. Mm-hmm. And perhaps also the French. Oh, I will send you my Bitcoin and you will send me back more. Oh, zut allure. Or mate, maybe you're in Birmingham, England. Perhaps you could be a victim to a scam anywhere. It, it's anywhere, gang. Anywhere in the world. Just, you know, be smart. And guard your cryptos, keep your keys somewhere safe. Don't make it so anybody can access. Have your 2FAs turned on. And it's usually not enough just to use a 2FA that SMS, you know, sends to your phone. Have a, the, um, the 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 Google Authenticator or what's the other one that people use a lot? Authy. Authy. Yes, I, I haven't heard of that name in a that's the name I've not heard. Have your Authy while drinking coffee, and then you will know for sure. To... After we were talking with Joffy. <laughs> we're so bad. There's one thing that does not change, and that is we're bad, and we will continue to encourage you to stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. You're so naughty. <laughs> I'm hanging here with Joffy. Are you feeling Randy? They're going to be bringing me a toffee here any moment be really weird if we had somebody in the show named randy it's like travis are you feeling randy i'm not feeling him at all he's over there he's far away in birmingham it's alabama